This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The seven men and five women of the jury filed into the courtroom in downtown Los Angeles. At the defendant's table, Leslie Van Houten leaned over toward one of her co-defendants, Patricia Krenwinkel. She said, look how sad they all look. It was January 25th, 1971. The jury foreman was Herman Tubick, a mortician. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Charles Older asked him if the jury had reached a verdict. They'd been deliberating for 43 hours, spread over nine days. Tubick said, yes, Your Honor, we have. The verdict was guilty on all charges of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder. For Leslie Van Houten, Patricia Krenwinkel, Susan Atkins, and Charles Manson. The trial had been a circus. Manson and his family members didn't do any of the things defendants usually do. They didn't clean themselves up, cut their hair, dress nicely. Beyond that, Manson carved an X into his forehead before the first day of testimony, and the women followed suit. They paid no attention to the court proceedings and showed no remorse for the victims. They sang songs in the courtroom, which was under heavy security, packed with deputies and bailiffs. According to one of the prosecutors, as Manson was led away after the verdicts were read, he muttered something to the judge. You won't live to see that day. The convictions were for the Tate-LaBianca murders on the nights of August 9th and 10th, 1969. On the first night, the victims were pregnant movie actress Sharon Tate and four others at the house she shared in the Hollywood Hills with her husband, director Roman Polanski. He'd been away in Europe making a movie. The next night, Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, a couple in Los Feliz, just east of Hollywood. The seven victims were tortured and slaughtered, stabbed or shot repeatedly. The killer scrawled words and phrases on the walls in blood. Charles Manson lived with his so-called family on the Spawn Movie Ranch in Chatsworth in the northwest corner of the San Fernando Valley. He was 34 at the time of the murders. His followers, mostly girls and women, were in their teens and early 20s. He and most of the family were arrested a week after the Tate-LaBianca murders, but not for the murders. It was a car theft rap. They were released on a technicality and they headed to Death Valley, where they were soon arrested again for theft and arson. They'd set fire to some heavy equipment owned by park rangers. Manson and the family weren't implicated in the killings until about a month after their second arrest in November of 1969, when Susan Atkins bragged to a cellmate about being one of the killers in the two-night spree that had terrorized Los Angeles back in August. Atkins would later give a detailed account of the killings to a grand jury in exchange for prosecutors not seeking the death penalty. She would recant that testimony, But in the meantime, prosecutors had gained another star witness, Linda Kasabian. She was a family member who'd stood watch outside during the murders of Sharon Tate and her friends. And the next night, she'd prevented another killing in Venice when Manson asked her to take him to the apartment of an actor they'd met so he could kill him. She purposely knocked on the wrong door. Kasabian was given immunity. There was one other major player in the murders who wasn't on trial with Manson and the three women, Tex Watson. He'd fled to Texas and was fighting extradition when the trial began for the other four. By the day of their conviction, he was back in California, but he was under medical watch to determine if he was fit to stand trial. He was. He, too, was convicted in October. 
All five, Manson and Watson, and the three women, Atkins, Krenwinkel, and Van Houten, ended up with death sentences. Those were commuted to life in prison when the state Supreme Court ruled the death penalty unconstitutional in 1972. They've all been denied parole more than a dozen times. Atkins died in prison in 2009, Manson in 2017. The others, all in their 70s, are still incarcerated. The jury that decided the fate of Manson and the women had spent six months sequestered at the Ambassador Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. And not just them, there were also five alternate jurors, and there were always five bailiffs on the floor where they were staying. They'd already been sequestered longer than any jury in California history, and they still had three months to go. By the time the penalty phase was over, they'd been sequestered for 288 days. The Wire story about the convictions noted that one juror was reportedly writing a book about his experiences. It turned out that juror was the foreman, Herman Tubick. That book was lost for decades until it was discovered by his daughter, Deborah Herman, who published it in 2019. It's called Inside the Manson Jury, From Deliberation to Death Sentence. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.